You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. It's funny because it's like, shit, man, you know. We both play in a bunch of other bands, and we yeah, both grinded and grinded, you know. So it's like, for a new band, you know, we could very well have been, like, 21, and this is our first, like, real thing. And then it's like, after you finally get through making that album, which a lot of bands don't survive, that process, you hope that someone will hear it and be like, I want to do something with your stuff. I've got money. <laughs> you know, that's what you hope. The man with the cigar like, in the suit. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, and it was like... it came our way like so quickly you know we were like it almost seemed like really it's, it's all that had we had to fucking do <laughs> we just had to write this like, god damn it I'm just gonna sit this. down in your basement and write this yeah album. i was like I'm glad this is the best decision we've ever made to make this album you know like one day we're like we should make an album that was it hey what's up vox and hops heads i'm matt the vocalist of cryptopsy and the host of the vox and hops metal podcast Brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope that you've been having a glorious week so far. I most certainly have been. I hope that you were with us last night at the Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang. We were celebrating my birthday. That's right. It was really, really cool, really fun. I brought three guests to the Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang from my past, people that I've known for over 20 years to talk about where I came from. Uh, they knew me in elementary school. They knew me in high school. They knew me as I was growing up in the Montreal metal scene. It was an absolute blast, and I can't, can't wait to release that episode next Thursday, but I'm just super stoked that I had the chance to connect with all of you and my old school friends for my birthday episode, The Matt Origin Story Part 2. I love doing these episodes. Fox and Hop's Brutal North America, which is presented by Indie Merch Store, fueled by Heartbeat Hot Sauce Company, and powered by Yakima Chief Hops, is wrapping up. The final collabs are now dropping. I hope that you had the chance to pick up one of these 22 brand new Vox and Hops collabs, which dropped all across the United States and Canada. I'm just so damn stoked and excited that I had the chance to do this, but it would never have been possible without the help of some amazing humans, and I'm going to talk about them for a little bit right now. I would like to say a huge thanks to Chris Kells of The Agonist for creating the mini-docs, Mihala Petrescu for taking all the killer pictures, uh, Philip Ivanovic for designing the killer Brutal North America artwork, Jeannie Bond for the label design on the Hands, Philip Brousseau for all of the original music that you heard in the mini docs, Asher Media Relations for helping me spread the word, and Andrew Tremblay for the sick Brutal North America logo and flyer. I'm so damn proud of what we have built together. I'm so damn proud that all of these amazing musicians and breweries have come together to spread Vox and Hops' motto of enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. I'm truly honored. I am truly proud, and I can't wait to see what we can all do together in the future. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to rate it and write a review. Now, why do I want you to do that? I want you to do that because when someone is looking for a brand new podcast to listen to, what do they do? They scroll down. They look at those reviews. If those reviews are favorable, they will most probably give that podcast a chance. So if you were to write a review for the Vox and Hops Metal podcast, you might actually be the person that sways someone into becoming a future Vox and Hops head. 
And that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, on today's episode, I'm with Jesse Schobel and Jason Asbury of Storm Ruler. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 279. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, I'm with Jesse Schobel and Jason Asbury of Storm Ruler. How are you guys doing tonight? We are doing great, man. How are you doing? Doing well. I'm doing great. Let's start with a shitty question so that we can have fun and go somewhere else afterwards. Yes. Uh, how did you cope with the glorious year that is now behind us of 2020? Actually, fine. Uh, like I kept working. I stayed steady with my job, wrote a lot of music, stayed super productive musically. It worked out, obviously. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Likewise. I didn't yeah. really, my job wasn't really affected. So I just, uh, you know, mainly did more same things I normally do, although a lot less, <laughs> you know, going out, a lot more drinking less, with my uh, friends, social but, interactions. Yeah. But uh, certainly, like Jason said, wrote a lot of music for all kinds of different stuff during the year and a half so far it's been going well, good for you so staying positive staying busy keeping uh, the demons at bay by using music as a cathartic experience is something that is very important so i'm glad that you guys did that yeah, yeah, got to, got to. <laughs> Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. Now, what beer are you sipping on there, Jason and uh, Jesse? Do you have a beer? I have oh, got indeed. the uh, this fine Motorhead Road Crew. Hell yes, I picked up. This is actually the first time I've had it. Saw it at the store, so I had to pick it up. It's an American Pale Ale. It's all right, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's decent. <laughs> I mean, Motorhead, come on, gotta drink the beer, right? Road crew. Jason made the point earlier, it should have been Road Brew. should have been Road Brew. They oh, missed damn, out. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yes. Who brewed that beer? Uh, Ale Asylum. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. How about you, Jesse? Are you partaking? I am. I'm drinking a uh, one of my favorite uh, hazy IPAs. This is Contact High Elysian. I don't think it's like a, too much of a microbrew because, to be honest, this particular beer... I got it 7-Eleven, so that's really, really <laughs> fancy. But uh, it is a pretty fun hazy IPA, of which I am a fan. But uh, we have a couple other beers we got. We stopped by the, the liquor store and down the street and uh, grabbed up like a couple of our favorite and some ones we did, wanted to try or whatever for the, the event. So awesome. That makes me very, very happy. There's a bit of a variety for sure. Yeah, we've, we've got plenty (laughs) on my side. I am going to be drinking something brand new that just dropped here in Quebec. Uh, I'm from Montreal. So, uh, this is a Lupulon. They just dropped this brand new. It's called Cadors. It is an India India pale Mm -hmm. ale. Uh, it is, they, they like to fuck around with this yeast that for many years, they thought it was a Brett yeast, which means that it has a wild strain. Uh, it brings like earthy, notes to it but it turns out that some scientific man realized that it wasn't a brett yeast it just uh gives off some of the characteristics of that so so they like to fuck around with that uh in this one they got ella Vic secret and galaxy hops this just dropped i love the oh yeah that's like a yeah i was gonna say is that plane like an underwater plane or no, is I it think crash it's like in the forest yeah. in a crash in the forest is what it is. <laughs> i like it i wasn't gonna tell maybe it was just flying above the trees but now as you look yeah it's, it's like super dope the uh, trees are surrounding it yeah it's pretty tight very nice is that a bomber? Uh, I am. I think so. Actually, yeah. Now that you mention it, B seventy one. B seventy one. Maybe it's B seventeen. Uh, they fucked around with the, the, their name Lupulin. They put L U P two O three. So 
That's very. Uh, I enjoy the can. Oh yeah, that's the. Uh, that is the planes. The planes call number, of course. Very cool. Brew Easter egg there. Six point five percent. They contract brew out of Avangard, which is very cool. So they're maybe like basically gypsy brewers that don't have a home brewery. They're okay. Still, yeah, uh, this whoever will make their beer for them. Yeah, yeah that's and they cool. tend to stick to Avangard for the time being. Uh, shut up. I'm going to gonna actually grab another beer. What's the program? Can I just grab as well? Okay. Yeah. yeah go for it. Yeah, I have yeah. a sweet. Uh, I don't know. if if this is tight, but I have the uh, Juggernog Call of Duty Zombies mini fridge over here. I'd love to do it, <laughs> do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's for the studio fridge. If you might be able to hear it plays a song every time you open it up, or it does an audio. This uh, road crew is only a whopping uh, 5%, actually. That's okay. It's a good starter beer. Yeah, it is. Yeah, is that uh, Lemmy's call? I thought he liked to go hard. Man. Well, but it's for the road crew. You don't want your crew to get all oh, yeah. fucked oh. up, right? You don't, exactly. Touché. That makes perfect sense, yeah. <laughs> Logic and reasoning. <laughs> uh so I grabbed I grabbed just so we know uh we a contact high. This is from a local beer uh brewer from around here, I think, four hands. Yep. And uh I'm a fan because it's got the pinball playfield oh, yeah, art cool. style on the yep. can, which I am a big fan of pinball, so this beer particularly speaks to me. Plus it's a tasty <laughs> brew, so that's so cool. That's cool. I just had uh, the lion's daughter on, and they were drinking four yes. hands. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, you had Rick on. Yeah, he's super mm-hmm. fun. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, indeed. See, this is juicy. It's not supposed to be like it. A juicy. Oh, yeah. It looks like a beer that I would like. It's gorgeous. I'm a fan of IPAs in general, so I, I like the color for sure. It's gorgeous. Hops perfectly balanced, not too, too green. It doesn't have that hop burn. And it has that weird, earthy, wild feel to it, farmy feel to it, but it's it's very enjoyable. Let's talk about beer. Let's talk about your first beers. Do you remember the very first beers you guys have ever drank? Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I certainly do. Uh, I mean, my father was a big proponent of uh, drinking Bush. Uh, occasionally Bud Heavy, but mainly Bush. Uh, he would drink it like out back when he was like grilling or whatever. And like even as, as a young tyke, he'd be like, hey, hey, just take a drink of that and i'd be like you know he would always give me like drinks here and there and i always specifically remember bush and so yeah he was a big fan of bush so i guess my first beer was bush shit i really don't remember my first beer (laughs) (laughs) i don't have a good story for it it was a clutch moment also actually to be honest that was my first like a drinking of beer but it was also my father who was kind of the first dude to be like to get me to like start drinking beer, you know, because to be <laughs> honest, like it took me a little, I mean, I was always kind of like, I love smoking weed, you know, throughout high school and whatnot, but it wasn't until I was kind of in college that I started drinking a lot and I, or more. And that was mainly <laughs> my dad. I remember we were at my cousin's wedding and he was like, Jess, just drink a fucking beer. And I was like, yeah, I, what? I should, you know? And I just started like that day. I just like drinking is all right. I still remember that moment as well. <laughs> How about the the first craft beer? At what point did you realize that beer could be more uh, something that could be uh, uh, an experience, something that can be like you know a higher level of of delicacy? Hmm. A higher level of higher delicacy. level. Of <laughs> Fine wording, friend. I like that. Quite the pros. Uh, I, for one, uh, I'm a big fan of the IPA, as I said, uh, uh, I don't love many types of beer. Like I'm not a big on the sours. Uh, I like a 
I'm, I'm not a big, I don't like coffee. Like I don't drink coffee. I'm not a coffee I do like person. A coffee so I'm not style, a fan actually. of the coffee yes. beers. I'm not a big beer drinker outside of the bush, but coffee stout is. I tried to get Jason on the IPA train, but he, he's I really not a, it, yeah, he's not a big fan. Even the juice, me. even the, the sweet, juicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New IPA. yeah, something about it. I don't know. There, uh, are, you know, there are a select few I can get behind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but and I, I too will say sometimes I just want to crush beers. You know, sometimes I just want to drink a bunch of beers, and I don't necessarily want it to be like a hot. See, anytime I, I I don't drink just to drink. If, yeah, if I go to drink, it's usually I'm going to be drinking a lot, so I'm probably going to grab a, a case of Bush. <laughs> yeah, and drink Bush all night. <laughs> Bush is probably my favorite. Bush and Miller Lite are my favorite. Uh, crushing beers mm. if i you know i can drink like you know a good amount of those and and like you know as opposed to uh, i i can't drink like 12 of any craft beer really or i mean i don't know maybe i can but i don't really like one two <laughs> I, try not, I, I don't in general they tend know, to but, be a bit heavier and the abv is far higher so it hits you of course of course but i i love the taste if i'm drinking for the taste then i will certainly go for lagers uh, an occasional Hefeweizen, you know, and I'm not like, again, not a huge, not a huge beer nerd, but I do have a handful that I will go for, uh, on special occasions. And if I go to bars or whatever, rarely will I just feel, just get a bucket of Bud Lights. Mm. So I have friends that are fans of that. So, I mean, you know, I'm down. I, I don't discriminate. I don't judge either, but I do love a nice. I do love a nice contact high every once in a while. Who boy? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Yes. It's always mm. fun to get high off of someone else's supply when you're not That's even right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I have one guitar player in another band I'm in, and I always, I always like purposely like. <laughs> Man, there's been a couple of times where I know he's been like, I feel like I'm getting a little extra buzz over here, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's where those killer riffs are coming from. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the soundtracks of your youth. When you're growing up in your parents or guardian's house, what music was playing when you were not in control of the music? What music did your parents or guardians listen to? I grew up listening to a lot of Kiss. A lot of cl- Kiss, a lot of uh, classic rock. Uh, my brother and my cousin were very, very big Kiss fans as, uh, as kids. They're obviously older than me. They used to uh, steal my grandparents or my grandma's makeup really? and put Ace Freely's makeup on me when I was like six <laughs> years old and shit. <laughs> so I got started pretty young with uh, rock and roll. That's bad. I can thank my dad for a lot of that as well. He's a big rock and roller. That's awesome. I hope there's pictures of that. There, yeah. are, there are somewhere. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is hidden, funny. hidden away. Stick freely, deep, deep. In the <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, uh, my parents loved the Grateful Dead uh, a lot, and um, uh, a lot of Pink who, Floyd. Yeah, not, my parents were not fans of Pink Floyd, which is <laughs> I, I remember seeing like a concert on TV, and they were like. Uh, is this Pink Floyd? Uh, and I remember being like, what are you talking about? This looks tight as hell. And like this <laughs> rad, like, circular light show. And, like, I was like, my, yeah, my, 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 my dad bought me Pulse when I was, like, 15. And it fucking changed my life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I had gotten a dose of that, yeah. Then, yeah I, it was, I started, it was my there. friends that got me into Pink Floyd in, yeah. in high school. We would listen to Dark Side and shit while oh, hot boxing and bong hits in the car. And, <laughs> and uh, but, but yeah, my parents did not listen to like metal or anything. My dad was a big fan of Jethro Tull, Thick as a Brick. 
he would rock that record on the reg. Uh, he would the the Who for sure, the Beatles, you know. Uh, and I got a Davida. Iron Butterfly. When I started playing drums, hey, his big thing was always, "Hey, just can you play this?" You know, and he yeah. would just say that like. It, it, any given drum part, you know, it'd be like, hey, can you play this? And it got to the point where I'd be like, yes, dad, I can play that. Or sometimes I was like, actually, I don't I don't know. That sounds kind of tricky or whatever. But also a lot of Motley Crue. Oh, man, dude, you had a, bunch of a shitload of Motley Crue. And then, oh, uh, yeah, no way. My parents some Judas Priest my dad introduced me to. Yeah, that, he's a listener of all music though. He's a fucking. You're crazy. you had you had a good you had a good. Uh, dude, I had a whole musical family. I mean, yeah, half I was family a whole bunch of bluegrassers. So that's that'd be nice. I just my sister and I watched MTV every day, so that oh, was that was your education. It was, you know, and this was in the era of the heyday of MTV, you mm-hmm. know, and then like Beavis and Butthead came along, and that was huge because you got to see a bunch of videos that you wouldn't normally see, you know. And that was pretty rad. Uh, and if Beavis and Butthead like something, you're like, wait, this could be something going on here or whatever. Huh. My sister was a big influence. She'd be like, oh, Jess, this song's cool. And I'd be like, okay. And then I'd watch it like, cool. that song was cool. And then she'd be like, oh, that song sucks. And I'd watch it be like, that song did suck. And, you know, like, you'd watch videos. I remember being like, man, this, this song, I don't even care about this song. This video is tight, you know? And then there was, you see the drummer playing drums for like just a second. And that's when I got the idea of like how to set up my kit. You know, it's like, oh man, it looks like he's got like a big symbol right here. And then like a little symbol snuck in between. Like, oh, I can't quite, I can only see that one shot of the video. And then like <laughs> next time that video come on, I'd be like, <laughs> yes, yes, there is a little symbol. There is a little symbol there. And then that's how I would work that in. You know, it's like hugely influential. Huge. Oh, kids are so spoiled nowadays. Oh man! No, they they are not. They don't have MTV playing videos. You know, they, they, they got God knows what now. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I guess you're right. I guess you're right. It needs to be put in front of you. You know, you need to be like seasoned in. You need to have. You need to have to wait for that sponge plowed. You know, song that was really tight, or like you know, Peter Gabriel sledgehammer. You know, like I want to see that video. You know, you wait all day for it to finally come on. Yes, yes. It was curated for us. It was amazing. Nowadays, it's hard for people to find stuff because it's not curated. It's it's there is no curator. It's oversaturated. That's over. The algorithm. The algorithm is curated. That's that's scary. It is. It is. It is. Who knows with these algorithms? Let's talk about your first shows. Do you remember the first shows that you went to go see? To go see? Yeah, Absolutely. my first big concert was uh, Van Halen. Wow. I mean, I went to like a couple little local shows before that, but that uh, Van Halen with mostly so original tight. lineup. Obviously, uh, Dave was doing vocals and Wolfgang was playing bass. Uh, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was great. I, was, I think I was 13 for that. But what was Probably the first 13. CD and tape you ever bought? I don't know if that was your next. No, but that's a good question. question. I should write that. I don't. I don't ask that question. That's a good one. But that is a good one. <laughs> First CD I ever bought. Shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was given a lot by my brother. My brother gave uh, me a lot of music. Yeah, see, there's a difference between the first tape you ever had and the uh-huh. first tape you, you ever bought, bought slash uh-huh. CD. You know. Well, let's be honest. I'm 26. I remember mine. Yeah. What was, what was it? It was at the same instance. We were going to my cousin Kevin's wedding. I was probably in grade eight or seven or the summer between the two. 
and I picked up at the same instance, and they're so different at the same time. Super Canadian, the CD. I picked up Moist Creature. It's still a banger CD, full of hits. Shit. Totally not metal. Right. Canadian. I don't rock. know if I've ever heard of it. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's it's just ripping ripping moist moist <laughs> only i like it only, I like only it. from quebec you could pull that off right but <laughs> of course. Of course. and the tape was the same at the same store same instance was portrait of american family by marilyn manson uh, uh, is that yeah. the one with get your gun on it yep and lunchbox remember that video yeah. that yeah. video fucked me yeah, lunchbox. My friend from school and I was like, "These motherfuckers yeah. want to hear that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. I mean, that shit was important. You know, mm-hmm. your first a physical thing. You looked through the lyrics and oh, the, yeah. you read the credits. You did meant nothing to you, but you're like, "Who are all these people?" A and R rep. What? Yeah. You know, and like the smell of it. You know, the the smell of the CD when you unwrap it. Yeah. Try struggling with it, and your driver's getting the cellophane. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first tape that I ever bought was Fine Young Cannibals. Really? <laughs> because they had like a video on MTV. Yeah, my dad had that one, yeah. But the first tape that I was ever given, actually the second or third tape I ever bought was Appetite for Destruction. And I remember unfolding that tape and seeing the old school art, you know, the teeth sword monster and whatever, and then the robot guy, and then like the chick who's like laying there, like uh, it was like her tit hanging out. You know, was, <laughs> you remember this art? Are you familiar with this art? Dude, yeah, it's yeah. nuts. The I remember young me yeah. was like, "What the shit is going on?" Like, what the fuck? And uh, I remember I was like, "This shit, this shit hits." And the first CD I ever bought was Primus Pork Soda. Hmm. Very nice. Yes, and I read those lyrics and was like, man, this shit is dark. <laughs> what, is, what the hell? I had a friend who took a belt and hung himself. Yeah. Fucking Bob. You know, and of course, the air is getting slippery. And I remember mm-hmm. like, man, what the shit? This is the fucking... What is... I love it. And uh, first concert, New Kids on the Block. No oh, way. Shit. Second concert, New, new Kids, kids on, on the Block. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. I was in like fourth grade, you know, third to fourth grade, whatever. I was super young. My sister was like two years older than me. She was down with it. I, I didn't know anything. I just thought like dancing was cool, you know, whatever. And like my dad uh, swung the tickets because he worked for Anheuser Busch, speaking mm. of beer and whatnot. And he was like friends with the licensing dudes or whatever. And uh, yeah, we went and saw him. Remember one tier, big audio dynamite opened up for him the second time. That was that was the guy from the Clash. Really? Okay. He formed like a I guess maybe post Clash. Can't remember which guy. I'm not a super up on my Clash knowledge, but <laughs> a Clash a Clashite <laughs> formed Big Audio Dynamite, and that was the second. I remember seeing them being like, "Man, this is kind of like cool." You know, that was my first like concert of an opening act. You know, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Okay, so I'm here to see New Kids on the Block, but." I'm going to watch these guys or whatever. And I was like, this is totally like different or whatever, you know, I was like, this is a different thing. And then like, you know, that, that, that was my first concept of like a, a band opening up, you know, I remember being like, I guess that has to happen. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some shit. Some shit for sure. Which uh, new are... kid was your favorite? <laughs> Great question. Yeah. I don't really remember. I don't know. I'm probably Donnie Wahlberg, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he was the bad boy in the group. He was. <laughs> How about your first shows? Your first shows on stage? Playing. Mm. Do you remember yours? Oh, yeah. I was the first time I played in St. Louis, uh, I guess at a real club. I was 13. I played with a middle school band. <laughs> it was a horrible show. 
nobody was really there. It was a band from Nashville, but it was a cool experience getting to play really an old legendary uh, uh, venue in St. Louis that, uh, that closed. You have probably played there, the Creepy Crawl. Mm. It sounds, definitely sounds, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I forget what year it closed down, but I did get to play there. The place the was legendary. Yeah. And appropriately named. It's a great experience, though, obviously. <laughs> first show ever. I was just stoked to get out of my small town and come up to St. Louis to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First show, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was. there's a story for this one, too. Uh, yeah, so uh, my friends and I in grade school. So the first, this was at Off-Broadway, which is a club still open in St. Louis and not really known for metal or, or just silly shit that's loud, but... Be. You know, they'll get loud, but not like metal loud. It's a good you know? blues bar. Good venue, legendary club here. Uh, so this is the summer between eighth grade and freshman year. Uh, I had a band with my friends in grade school. And uh, we never really had a name, but my dad, I know he keeps coming into this story. <laughs> he was a fan of the local like kooky radio show called Brain Sandwich. That's on our like local station where they would play like funny songs. Uh, you know, they were like a, they were like a humorous music station that we would listen to regularly in the car. And I always thought it, actually, I will admit some of the songs were pretty funny. Boot to the head. Is a, is a classic. But anyway, uh, he, he, they, he heard that they were doing like a, like a battle of the, not like a battle of band, but more like an open mic thing for, and like whoever was the best band would get like 50 bucks or something. I don't know. There was like, a, there was a prize yeah. I recall. And uh, so he signed us up or he got us in on it under the name Stool Sample. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we got, we played, we, we had a gig. Is that a bar, you know, a legit club that people still play out of town and uh, went on stage and we played two songs, two Green Day covers, I believe it was. Uh, Paper Lanterns was one, and then the other might have been. Uh, it might not have been a Green Day, so it might have been something else. We were big Green Day fans, uh, and uh, I mean, and this was like, let's see, I went to high school, and I was a freshman in high school in '97, so this is like '96, you know. Uh, yeah, we played two songs, and we got second place, or maybe no we, way. Maybe they just told us that because they thought we were cool. Or just a few <laughs> they wanted us to feel cool or something. But yeah, that was definitely my first experience, like loading in and setting up and mic'd up and here's lights and playing the songs and being like, whoa. And I remember it was it was kind of a rager. I mean, like we did well. You know, there wasn't like any awkward shit or anything. We crushed it. Awesome. <laughs> we we killed it. So ours was, was terrible, but it was just fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget it. I still remember. How old were you during that? So I guess, so this is 1996. So 14, uh, but how old are you when you go to high school? 14? I think I was 13 when I started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They probably do it all weird up in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, I, funny side story. I actually got banned on Facebook the other day because, so there's a, a black metal band out of, uh, Canada now you, you may have heard of spectral wound who are fucking yeah, they're from Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah great band. Great yeah. band. And because they're good, my friend posted uh, their uh, their new record, and I said, "Damn Canadians!" Because Canadians always seem to be good at everything, and musically at least. Yeah, especially hockey. <laughs> and, yeah, and obviously hockey. But uh, I, I called a fucking three day ban for it for damn Canadians. Wow. For damn Canadians, no way. For really like 
saying God special damn. wound was good. Yeah. It's all about the context. Big brother, man. But I digress. <laughs> Dude, God, that is garbage, though. What, what, what was the chorus to boot to the head? Oh, man, it goes, it goes boot to the head. Yeah, yeah. 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 I saw I had a skit at the beginning where a guy would walk into the dojo, and he was like, yeah, they would walk, they'd walk in, and he'd be like, Hello, t- uh, like that. The sensei would be like, "How was it today?" And the guy'd be like, "Yeah, I got this karate place." Yeah, and he'd be like, "Hello, yes, this is the Sunshine Dojo." And then he'd be like, "Yeah, I want to do karate. I want to learn how to whoop some ass. I want to learn how to fucking you know do some serious damage." And the guy'd be like, "What is your name?" Yeah, my name is Ed Gruberman. He'd be like, "Hello, Ed Gruberman." <laughs> Ed Gruberman. And then the guy would talk about how he wants to kick a lot of ass and or just like you know be the obnoxious you know the anti karate the Cobra Kai of karate. If you will. And he would be, and, and the sensei eventually he was like, ah, "Show me some moves, show me some moves. I'm gonna come at you right now." And the sensei goes, "Boot to the head." <laughs> he just goes, "Boot to the head." And then the sound effect goes, and the Ed Ruberman's like, "Ah, God, what the hell? Ah, what was that? I'm I was just trying." Anyway, it's a whole song with a skit, and then they go into the song "Boot to the Head." It's hilarious. I give it a listen. I'm sure it's on YouTube or something. Is it worth the dive? <laughs> no, I mean yes. It is for one laugh to see if it's exactly how I tell it, and it is. But other than that, no. Amazing. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Fox and Hops heads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Let's talk about Under the Burning Eclipse. It came out May 28th via Napalm Records. Uh, very cool, you know, first record for Star Ruler. You guys are seasoned musicians from other projects, of course, but right onto a huge label. It's awesome. I think that's very cool. And, yeah, it was uh, unexpected. Right yeah, in the middle of a, yeah. of a pandemic. We <laughs> said the same thing. We're like, it's a weird yeah, time. We it's a very weird time to get signed. It's it is. And we were experience. like, is this a good time or a bad time? You know, is this a good thing or a bad thing? You know, did we take it here? Yeah, we're not sure how it, it would going to turn out. Was was there a moment where, where, or did you even have the choice to, to hold on to the record before releasing it so that you can wait to tour it? Is Storm Ruler a band that will tour? Two-part question. We definitely will tour. Uh, Storm Ruler, I mean, initially started out as a side project because we wanted to write a black metal album that we just wanted to hear. We've yeah. known each other for a long time, but we never had a project together. Yeah, this isn't, a, this isn't like a band that we existed and played a bunch of shows around town and then <laughs> opened up for the bands who come through and whatever or anything like that. 
Just, we just made this record uh, kind of. We like wrote, we sat it cup. down and wrote it in like a, a couple months back in 2019. Yeah. I mean, wow. we we're sitting around doing nothing. For, we didn't have big plans for anything. We just know? came down just here with to, some riffs and we're like, let's write some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And putting, we put it, we certainly were not expecting. If anything, we were hoping that maybe the years long grind of, you know, maybe make a couple of more albums and someone might care eventually. You know, it's like it only it, took two days. Because honestly, it, yeah, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't plan really? on doing a whole wow. lot with this release because we already had a bunch of other material written. <laughs> so it was like we uh we wrote this album and after like a year and a half of here and there recording it and hearsay, we uh we decided we're like, let's go ahead and put it out. That way we can get this release done, see what happens, and then write this next one and actually try to shop it or something. You know, we could hand it out to somebody. But we ended up just giving it to a black metal promotion, uh, the YouTube channel. Really? And they, uh, pre- yeah, they premiered it on, which is they have a great following. They they premiere black metal albums every day. And uh, yeah, they were really the ones who kind of like yeah. I mean, we they premiered it through. They premiered it December first. Uh, a few days later, Napalm was in the in our email about it. Yeah, and like we thought it was so weird because we have like no existence, no. Yeah, picture, I mean we no have history. No. I made the the I made the socials like two months before. Yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah. Released the record. It was just a one off thing. It's kind of like what every it, it, you know what every band kind of hopes happens. You know, <laughs> you form, you make an album, you and then right nothing. away. <laughs> shit was just they were like all about or they were into it and we were like we were holy shit is this a real is this real you know we're like we did nothing we have no we are no one like, we we're pretty stoked <laughs> about how kind of grassroots it actually yeah. ended up being for the day and age that it actually is yeah like aren't you supposed to have like this you know work really hard and do a bunch of stuff it, <laughs> Post, you know, like well, obviously we did we've done Post. that in our other bands you know but it's like this project for all they know and for all, uh, did not have any existence prior to napalm's interest really you know like we were just like we made the album put it out with a cover you know it's a yes. dream we would get some physical we had a one day very, you we know? had very little time to actually get this yeah. whole package and shit we together. had to like become we had to a become band. a real band we had to like get everything you need to be yeah. a real band we're like fuck we, gotta we go had to get, like become go a band, band in like shit. a month yeah get some pictures taken <laughs> get, uh, get some artwork uh, get you know physical templates made up for physical copies of the album and and all this shit you know picture uh i mean forms you know homework galore i mean there's lots of shit to do in short <laughs> Not even just he and I, the the other people that actually helped us out. Lots of help busted from ass friends. to get yeah. this shit done for yes. us. Yes, we got, we definitely got some help. You know, yeah. <laughs> quite a bit of help. Fucking yeah. Guy. So it was like it's been a, quite the ride so far. You know, like here we are. You know, talking to you on your pot. Like it's incredible. It's it's like a dream come true for, for so, so many musicians have this dream of getting signed, yeah. getting that email. When when you first opened your email that day and you saw Napalm Records, were you like, this is? Fake. I was like, this is are you kidding At me? first, I looked at it and I was like. <laughs> Napalm Records. Yeah, I really. I was like, like, like the Napalm Records. I was like, I'm gonna wait to respond to this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over to Chessie's house. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me Google. Not Plam Records. Not Plam. Like, what is records? What is recharge? Napalm Records actual email. Yeah, like, man, this is really cool. You know, like. Now, I mean, thankfully, we have another buddy who sort of works in that industry, 
and uh, sort of knew the A&R's name. Well, you probably know us. Mark Kleppel from yep. Misery Index. Yep. Yeah, I mean, because you, you played you played in Scoured Scour together too. I yeah. Well, we never played in it together. Okay, but I was the original drummer. Okay. Yeah, he joined later. Oh, of course. But yes, we yes. play in together in Cast the Stone. That's with correct. Derek Engeman. So and Mark and I have been friends since like year two thousand and two. You know when we were friends at Mizzou. So like he was a guy when we when this came our way, we kind of talked to him and we're like. Hey man, just, uh, look at what we got, you know. And he was like, "Holy shit, your name got picked." He look, looks like they picked your name out the hat, <laughs> you know. I was like, "Yeah, fucking hey, like look at this." We're like so, like yeah, this guy is a legit dude. He's like, "Yeah, he's legit." I was like, "Okay." Yeah, he helped us with let's, kind let's of the negotiation, out. and you know, like yeah, kind of steered us in the direction of what not to do. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all, it it comes cool. down to that thing once again. Is it's not about how many people hear you; it's about who hears you. Yes. Yeah. And Absolutely. when, you know, yeah. at what time, you know, random. I mean, it's, yeah. we, I, we have been saying we sort of hit the musical lottery there. We did. We did. <laughs> we did. And it's, it's funny because it's like, shit, man, you know, we both play in a bunch of other bands and we've, yeah, we've both grinded and grinded, ever. you know? And so it's like, for a new band, you know, we could very well have been like 21 and this is our first like real thing. And then it's like after you finally get through making that album, which a lot of bands don't survive That's that correct. process, you know, it's like you want you hope that someone will hear it and be like, I want to do something with your stuff. I've got money. <laughs> you know, that's what you hope. The man with the cigar like, in the suit. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, and it was like it came our way like so quickly, you know, we were like it almost seemed like really it's, it's all that had we had to fucking do <laughs> we just had to write this god damn it I'm just gonna sit down this. in your basement and write this yeah it's like, glad this is the best decision we've ever made to make this album you know like one day we're like we should make an album that was it you know i was like so maybe it's almost a blessing that it's a pandemic and you guys didn't have to just jump right out onto the road and now you have actually the time to make the band be well a band. that has also come up in conversation as well uh our manager, uh, you probably Maurizio. know as well, Maurizio. Big yes, mo, which yeah. is super cool uh, that you guys got onto Hard Impact Management. Yeah, which is the guy who uh, who found us. He's the reason for that. So thank you, Sebastian. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah Maurizio Sebastian fucking, like, recommended him. You know, yeah, yeah. Maurizio's a great dude. He's been helping us out a lot. Yeah. Uh, I got sidetracked. What the shit? <laughs> what were we talking about? You, oh, co- the pandemic. Oh yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. Like we've been saying, it was like we couldn't really figure out if this was a good time to get signed, a bad time to get signed. And we were talking to Mo, and he's like, I mean, it's kind of a good time because you don't have this immediate demand to start getting out on the road. You can kind of build a foundation first. And then at the same time, and then though, when, we're you, like, when you get go. out on the road, you're <laughs> yeah. going to be, you have, you know, something, a yeah, presence. It's nice having to be able to take your time uh, and like really kind of perfect things, especially. I would say for a go. band like, that's been around for a little bit. It's kind of whatever for a band that's just starting out. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Like we've only been jamming to establish this music presence. for the last like month, month and wow. a half. Yeah. You know, if even, you know, we've been like practicing now. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We just played the first thing a, a yeah. month ago. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, we weren't like this band who had band practice every week and you know, we hit up a couple of our friends like, you want to play guitar in this? Yeah. Project? We got some, well, <laughs> like, we, we got, got some, some friends, shit to do, you know, to play with us that are dudes, you know, who are going to be playing with us. We, we actually just announced today a live stream on May 28th. Nice. Uh, we're going to be doing oh, yeah. a live stream Let's plug on sure. uh, Black Metal Promotions. Yeah, with, bring uh, it back, back to those. My guys. good buddy who I toured with and his band, Fister, I played drums with them on tour. Uh, he's going to be playing second guitar with us, Marcus Newstead. Very cool. And then uh, my yes. buddy, Tim Cutterer 
from yeah. Lightning Wolf is going to play. We got some good local dudes to play with us that are like legend, like you know, respected musicians that they were and practice. It's been sounding really good, you know. Yeah. And we I just mean, did been, this live stream crushing it. Probably yeah. gonna, uh, we hope, is gonna look and sound killer, you know. Like and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we're pretty psyched to uh, finally. Once this shit clears up, do something. Get out there and do some legit shit. Get to play a show again. It's been a little yeah. over a year since my yeah, last show. Yeah, for sure. Talk, talk to me about this live stream. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We have uh, we hired a couple buddies of ours who do uh, film production over here. They work for I, I don't know the name of their film production. But they, they do a lot of stuff on the uh, on the side. But uh, it's our buddy Matt Yates who uh, also works for or it's actually his own cab company, Gatekeeper Customs, and then uh, Jordan Bean. Those guys are really knocking it out. Yeah, with the tech boys, as we, yeah, as, as, as we have right donned now. them. Yeah, the tech boys. <laughs> they have been dubbed. Yeah, uh, yeah. They uh, we had a really cool like LCD screen in there. Yeah, they had oh, a really cool. cool tight imagery <clears throat> in the back, almost like a instead of like you know, almost like it's kind of cool having that. It's like it's like next level, you know. Like when you go to the concert that has like a screen, you know, you're like, oh shit, it's like screen. an actual good production. Yeah, like it's, it's like, like having a screen at a line. <laughs> like sit in our <laughs> living rooms, you know, with uh, our GoPro and try right. To yeah, something. we uh, yeah we put it, we went to a place and they put it together with lights and stuff, and uh, it, I we felt it felt I felt like I was playing a show, you know. When yeah, I mean it was full PA. It was a yeah, good mix. so was awesome. I mean, yeah, let's let's hope it turns out as rad as. Any awesome DVD, live DVD would, which I guess is kind of how these things tend to be. Or, you know, looks like a live DVD. This is the next imperial ceremony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that is my favorite live. I, I love, love it. Oh, I love yeah. it. Uh, before I had a chat with you guys today, I reached out to a common friend, uh, Derek Eggerman. Uh, Eggerman. Uh, Derek Eggerman. Eggerman. Uh, yes. I did my first cryptopsy tour in europe with him uh, oh, yeah. back with when cattle? he was playing no he was playing yeah. with unmerciful at that time unmerciful. unmerciful oh very nice yeah, yeah. and i very asked nice. him for for one question that i could throw to you jesse and, oh and boy <laughs> i told him <laughs> to keep it go. light and fluffy so so well, let me, it's not where's my royalty payment okay. <laughs> where, where are the mechanics <laughs> he, he did he did talk something about being a ghost bass player, but this is not the question. Uh, what are the first few chapters of the book of Bring It On? The book of Bring It? Bring It. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I believe. I believe Hate Breed was chapter one. Uh, uh, <laughs> I believe maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lamb of God, New American Gospel. Uh, that might have been number two. I don't know. Uh, Meshuggah was, I think, the fourth chapter, but there might have been somewhere in between. Uh, the first few, I mean, that definitely hate breed followed by oh, dying fetus was, I believe, they were probably the third. Yeah, I think they were the third, or maybe the fourth, or the second. I don't know. Now, what what, what is the book of Bring It? <laughs> yes. Well, there Don't never me. was an actual script, scripture per se or tome, as it were, but. Nah, man. When we were friends, when we were friends at, uh, like, like hanging out in Mizzou, you know, really. I remember. I, I mean, I'll still remember when we first this dude in the dorms. Uh, he had like he, we he had like a Pantera and like Tool booklets, like thumbtacked to the outside of his dorm room door, just to be like, hey. I like this. And we were, I remember I, we were, I would always walk by on the way to the bathroom or something or on the way out of the exit and be like, this guy knows what's up. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and like, this is in like 2000, you know, 
And uh, so, like, what one time we were coming in, he Derek dorm was like across the courtyard from mine. At one time, like, we were coming in, and he was like creeping into his room, and I was like, "Ah, oh, dude, fuck yeah, dude, Pantera and Tool, that's what's up," you know. And he was like, "Fuck yeah!" And then like he, uh, we ended up hanging out. I don't know if it was that day or maybe later, but he was like, "You guys ever listen to Hatebreed?" And, and we were like, "I have not." I was like, "I've heard of them because it." Sepultura mentioned them in the KICD booklet where they have the list of bands they think. And I was like, I, I read that hardcore, you know, but, and, I, and he was like, dude, check it out. And, and we played a satisfaction, the death of desire. That was the album at the time. Uh, Perseverance had, had yet to come out. And uh, me and Derek were just like, dude, this is fucking heavy as shit. We're like every song has a fucking breakdown at the end where he yells out something awesome. Like, all my rage will never burn. <laughs> we're like, just crush it. Just bring it. Uh, and so we would always, back in the day, and we, back at that time, we would always say, this is bringing it. And like, you know, we were idiots or whatever. So that, that was, we're like, this brings it. And then remember we heard like, I think we heard dying fetus in new American gospel around the same time, you know? And I remember we were both like, this is bringing it even harder. Like this is like the next level of bringing it. You know, we're like, dying fetus is just like destroy. Like, this is fucking nothing but just face pounding bringing of it. And then, <laughs> you know, shortly thereafter, I remember hearing Mashuga, destroy race improve. You know, like I think Chaos Fear came out in like '98, so like that was the new one at the time. But destroy race was the first one we heard. And this, I was like, this is bringing it harder than it's ever been brought before. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like the final ultimate level of bringing it. So I'm assuming that's what he's mentioning. I'm sure it is. I love it. I'm so happy. Whenever I have these situations like this, I love doing things like that. So thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you to Derek. Shout out of to course. Derek. I'm sure you can check this oh, out. Oh, absolutely. Good friend of mine still. Cheers, man. Yeah, he played bass on our, the record. You know, That's what he mentioned to me as yeah. well. Yeah. It was like two eight-hour sessions. You know? yeah. It's longer than we that, just, like, dude. He came in like, like two or three p.m. and stayed till probably five a.m. Yeah, it was a it was when, we, I, when we were like uh, he lives out okay. in California. Uh-huh. We're here in St. Louis, but obviously he's got his in. folks still yeah. here in, in the area. So yeah, he was flying in to visit. Uh, we just make a couple times. Time or, I don't remember some when. I really don't, yeah, I don't, I don't remember when we recorded the bass. We, so we were pretty scattered on when we actually recorded this record. We did mostly drums at once, but like yeah, there was there was no like real rushing it done, you know. So and our friend Dreyfus who. Which is how a great we, friend of ours. Yeah. That's actually how we first started playing together. Is he has a band Zymora? That's X A E M O R A, and uh, they've been around for a while. And I I remember in twenty like eighteen or twenty sixteen, I was like, we were playing together at Full Terror. I was playing, and he was also playing. And uh, he was, I was like, dude, I'll play on your thing. And uh, they had a new record or an EP. I was like, I'll play on it. So I played on their EP and started kind of playing in the band just on a side side hustle style and it was fun and then jason started playing his second guitar when one dude bailed and then jason got in and i was like fuck yeah i know this guy from around town you know here we go and uh Dreyfus is the one we had mix our album because he's kind of like an audio dude and i like i can record stuff and i have like some audio but i i mixing is certainly i don't have the patience for it or I, I don't i didn't want to do it you know uh, let's have someone else do it. And Dreyfus took care of it for us and with some back and we forth. We actually like ended up recording all the, uh, really good. the guitars over with him as well. Yeah, so I recorded the drums and vocals and, and bass down here, here, but guitar guitars we recorded at Dreyfus' place. Yeah, so he like he's the guy who mixed it for us. And uh, yeah, and so like that's kind of the connection uh, 
Uh, why are we talking? What, why are we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. About getting, yeah, about uh, getting Derek in. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but that led to him being uh, being over here. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long it was two days driving. of him yeah. being in town of long ass bass sections. It was super fun, you know. Tackle fun. every riff, every yeah. part, you know. Sit down. Let's really try to think about this. Yeah, it's like let's, I really have two days, but let's make bass. it right. Yeah, you know. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was comical. It was delirium set in. You oh, know how it is when delirium sets in in the studio and you're just like, oh my God. You're six hours in yeah, and, then and it's 10 like, hours creeps around and then yeah. 12 hours. Like, <laughs> Next thing you know, it's 5 a.m. and you've got half of the album done already. Right. Okay. You're stoned. You're drunk. You're, and you're still trying to uh, record. <laughs> you can't get the smile off your face, really. You know, you're just having fun. So. I love it. Yeah. Really good time. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. If you could make a Storm Ruler beer, what would you call it? What style would it be? Uh, you guys have to compromise on this, though, now. Uh, mine would just be a repackaged bush, but I believe, we, <laughs> we, yeah, I believe okay. we've uh, we've had this conversation storm at crusher. one point, didn't we? It was storm probably a drunken crusher. conversation. Uh, hmm. Storm ruler beer. Um, age of beer and blood, maybe? <laughs> age of beer and blood. Age of hops and barley. I don't know. We have a song called Age of Steel and Blood, so I think that'd be a good one to riff off a beer name age of beer somehow. And blood. Age of beer and blood. Fear the have. beer. Ooh, fear, fear the old fear beer, the beer, fear of the new beer. Fear the, uh, we have a song called Fear the Old Blood. Like a 15% ABV, Fear the Fuck, Beer. No, no. Fear the I, beer. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean if you're going to name yeah. a beer, Fear the Beer, it's got to put you on your ass. <laughs> yeah, I guess you we get do one. sing about blood but you only fire get one. a lot. Legally, you can only have one, <laughs> or you sign a waiver. It has to be like a red, like an Irish red or something, because we sing about blood and fire all the time. We do. So maybe it'd be like a... Yeah, but I'm not, not like a huge ever. I mean, shit, I would want it to be an IPA because I love IPA, but you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, a storm roller beer, fuck. It would hey, have to the look, kind of can would look tight. I can tell you that. I'm it the would. Hoosier who drinks like <laughs> Bush. <laughs> you are the beer kind of So you, you want, you want, a, you want a Kolsch. Yeah. 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 Give me something easy. Kolsch. Yeah. Good Kolsch. Kolsch is a style of beer that's like a, a, a watery beer. Exactly. It's a light, refreshing, yeah. uh, slightly malty, I mean, but Matt, super when clean. Something when, refreshing. when you're yes. on tour and you're doing like death death growls and shit, like is craft beer the way or is the watery <laughs> like gnar beer the way? You know? I, mean, I have a delicate balance between how much i can have before i go on stage yeah but okay but for, for forget about before after the show you're done you know? <laughs> oh, i'll drink whatever the hell i want <laughs> yeah yeah but do they there's but, no limits after after but you, sometimes you're fine with just crushing some like colches if you will you know and sometimes you're just like you know what I just a good pre-show beer for sure Oh, yeah. I like everything yeah, and all styles, but I, I typically like to progress I mean, throughout an evening of drinking. If I'm going to be enjoying some craft beer, I'll start with a crusher, a few crushers to get myself uh, going. And then progress to craftsmen. Up, I'll build up to, no, but they're all craft. I'll start with like a craft lager. A craft and crusher. And then build okay. up to a hazy IPA and then build up yeah. to a double and then end up with a bourbon a dark uh, imperial stout. <laughs> Ooh man, yeah. Man, See, you that's got a fucking system. That yeah, that is a, that is like an evolution <laughs> down yeah, to a I, I, I love it. I, I do love that. I do love that. I yeah. mean, I'm not very picky. I uh, 
shit my previous band i played in mainly drank steel reserve so i mean <laughs> <laughs> which is a beer i don't know if you know from around here but it's a pretty it's it's a cheap beer, it's a know. terrible it's a, a, a natty light type it's somewhat type low brown it's a malt beer it mm. wishes it was natty light it, and natty <laughs> light is like yeah you buy like a six pack for like a dollar ambrosia <laughs> <laughs> but when you do have a system like mine, you need to have a foolproof hangover cure. So I'm curious as to what your hangover cures are. Pedialyte. Yeah, yeah, Pedialyte, which Pedialyte I, need to get a new, I need to get a new jug. I used to uh, work at a bar for a couple of years <laughs> and, uh, when I first moved to St. Louis. And now everybody in the bar industry up here would drink Pedialyte to either at the end of the night or the morning after. So that's that's, that, that's drunk person thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. I like that. It is wise it is. move. You know that point and you get to you're near the Pedialyte bottle you're like Fuck. Sure. there's like a few <laughs> handful of I think there's a couple bars here in St. Louis that have Pedialyte on tap. Oh no. wow, really? That's yes. wise. Yeah, I don't wise. know which bar but I know there is at least one bar in St. Louis that has Pedialyte on tap. I wish I knew the name. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. me, for me it's a lot of just Gatorade and smoking weed and playing like Resident Evil or something. Yeah, like <laughs> yes. Something that I can just like sit there and gives me some creepy music or something that I don't I can try to not like lean forward too much or you know if my, if my neck hurts or whatever yeah close the blinds <laughs> smoking weed and Gatorade is the, really the the only two things I can go with <laughs> drinking water I guess but Amazing. Like, a lot of can energy, I smoke weed a lot on, of this, energy drinks. on this thing? Or you can do lot? whatever the fuck you want. Ah, nice. If, right, especially right. if, it's legal, if it's legal in your state, especially. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it's not, but Jesse's got <laughs> his medical card. <laughs> yeah, I totally do. <laughs> on that note i was gonna say jesse jason thank you so so much for spending some time with me talking about hey. your life music yeah. and craft beer i had an absolute blast everyone i'll go out listen to under the burning eclipse the brand new storm ruler album yes. that dropped on may 28th via napalm records i'm stoked about uh-huh. it and i know you will be too thank you guys so much this was a blast cheers hey cheers yes. man. thanks for having cheers. us cheers thank you Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, was this a killer episode. Man, that I laughed the whole time, and then I laughed again when I was editing it. I love when that happens. Can't wait to hang out with Jason and Jesse in the flesh and pound a bunch of craft beers together. This was really, really fun. I bet we can even persuade Jason into becoming a hop hit with us. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. So please do me a favor, sign up to that mailing list because there's just so much stuff going on. I would hate for you to miss a single thing. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I hope that you have a glorious weekend. I will be back next week with three episodes yet again. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops hits. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! <laughs> How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, 
And my good friends Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.